Good morning. This is the Daily Wrestling News for December 22nd, 2020. My name is Ryan Joy, and I am coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I am joined today by the voice of the people for the North American Wrestling Alliance. He provided the play-by-play at Jingle Brawl this past Saturday. We have Tony T. Good morning, Tony. How are you? I'm good, Ryan. How's it going today? Very, very good. Uh, You know, it's a morning show, so just want to check in to make sure you have whatever you need to get through the day. I have my my oversized coffee cup. You have a solo cup. Very good. (laughs) So here's today's agenda. Um, We have the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day, followed by an interview with Tony T. We're going to talk about Jingle Brawl um, and get into some of his uh, experiences as uh, making his professional wrestling broadcasting debut. Uh, And then Tony's not off the hook. We are going to close the show with trivia. So... I hope you're ready, Tony. I am. Okay. All right. Well, let's get this show on the road. And to do that, I'm going to ring the bell. And the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day is brought to you by Free Cake, the new album from the Black Cats, available now everywhere you listen to music. So, Tony, today the ridiculously random question is, what's your favorite video game of all time? Uh, that's a. I feel like it would be ironic if I said like WWE, <laughs> but I, I have to go that. with um the first Red Dead Redemption game. Okay. It was oh, that's, I never wanted the game to end, and when it did end, I was so upset because mm-hmm. I don't know. If, have you ever played that game? I've never played. No. Are you planning on playing it? What's up? Are you planning on playing it? No, go ahead. Spoil. Okay, spoil so the, the the main character dies at the end, and it's very emotional. Oh my gosh! So even for a video game, it's sad. I'm a little bit more eight um, bit, sixteen bit, thirty two bit. Oh, <laughs> I think okay. my favorite's Mario Kart. Oh, that's a classic. <laughs> it is. It is. I like all the all the different uh, variations, but I think the Nintendo sixty four version was was maybe my favorite. So. Um, but I also played, I mean, when I was a kid, I played a lot of Super Nintendo, Donkey Kong Country, and that kind of yeah. thing. So I haven't come up to up to speed here on the, the latest in video games. <laughs> <laughs> but very good. Um, so let's let's get into uh, our discussion about Jingle Brawl. So, Tony, you called the action at Jingle Brawl this weekend where we saw Roma Luchadora win the Women's Championship. Mike Taylor won the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Logan Creed, of all people, and Francisco Chiazzo won the tag titles. Chase Stevens won the Hercules Hercules Cup Battle Royal to become the World Championship. Also, Davy Boy Smith sent Johnny Swinger back to Swingtown, and we saw a couple of Coastal Championship wrestling matches. A great night of action, Tony. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a great first show. You know, we haven't had a show in eight years, so mm-hmm. this was a resurgence, and uh, it's back. And um, we are. We already have shows planned down the road, and uh, we had a great turnout. From Jingle Brawl, uh, pay-per-view wise, fans were amazing. So everything went to plan, and it was it was great. Well, that's great. That's good to hear. Of course, you can catch uh, if you didn't see Jingle Brawl, you can get the replay on Fight TV, and you can watch the next show, No Remorse, on February thirteenth again on Fight TV or live at the Dorton Arena in 
Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, Tony T, I assume you'll be there in Raleigh. I will. Uh, the action, and I, and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about no remorse toward the toward the end of the interview. But I just want to kind of lead off with what's it like, and how does it feel to be an experienced pro wrestling broadcaster at this stage? It's um, it's weird. It's it's really weird from what I've done in the past, where I've been mostly sports, basketball, mm-hmm. baseball, and. Um, this is a totally different ball field. It, this is completely different. There, there's a plethora of moves that you need to know, and if you don't know it, you're going to sound very inexperienced. And this was my first time calling the action, so nerves obviously hit, and uh, anxiety came into play because you don't want to mess up. You want to be perfect, but um, it's really different, especially with you know there's so many more people listening to you instead of your parents and maybe your. Uh, your your neighbor's kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, you know, thousands of people were listening, so it was a really great experience. Yeah. Well, Kurt wants to say good morning, so there he is. <laughs> hey, Kurt. Yeah, I mean, I, it it it's it's obvious, and I can think I would I would think that as you're like going through the show, it's your first show. You're probably a little nervous, and there's so much to call. You know, it's not it's it's like tons and tons of moves so um and your color guy is going to call you on it if you say if you say something it disagrees with i guess well well tony 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 thought i was the nerd so i'll let him have it this time but he'll uh he'll see down the road that i know more than he does yeah but um but besides that tony yeah besides him you know calling me a nerd and throwing me under the bus he's a great guy he's one of the he's one of the best uh one of the better in-ring competitors that I've seen, and he was a champion in ECW and Ring of Honor. So besides him being mean to me, he knows what he's doing. He really does. <laughs> so uh, I guess when did it become sort of real for you that you were going to be doing a, a professional wrestling show, broadcasting that could that has international reach, really? Um, when did that like sink in and become real? I think Friday night. Uh, okay. Fr- Friday was a, it was a rough day. It was. Um, it was a, a lot happened in such a short amount of time. Uh, we left we left New York at about we had to be on the road by four thirty to get to the airport, and by the time we landed in Orlando, drove to Daytona Beach, we got in at about twelve thirty in the afternoon, and by one o'clock I had to be in a shirt and tie and my suit, ready to go with promos and uh, headshots and photos, and that went on till about six o'clock. And then after that, everybody goes out to dinner, which was, uh, so the day just kept on going and it never stopped. And when I got back to the room that night, that's when I realized that, oh, this is real. This is not anything that I've experienced before. So that was, so Friday, it was a very long day. Saturday, Saturday was a much different, much calmer experience. You think it'd be a little more stressful the day of, but it, it wasn't. And once you see everybody and everybody's excited, it's it's good nerves, and you see the ring being set up and um, everybody coming in. It felt completely different. It felt so much more relaxed. Sure, sure. And the the show was full of talents that you know even the most dedicated wrestling fan might not have known or heard of. And I'm really curious to know about your research process because some of these some of this talent. Um, 
it, it might even be hard to find, you know, stuff on YouTube and stuff for. So I'm, I'm curious how you went about researching. It, it was, it, it was, it was a little difficult. So obviously I looked up stuff online, but it's not all correct. Right. So I would be going up, excuse me, probably at around four o'clock. Once everybody started to get settled in, I was going to everybody's locker room, introducing myself and going over the information I have on them. And I hate to say this because it made me look bad, but most of the information was wrong. Okay. From what I found online. But once you, once you get there talking to them, you know, even if it's a guy that doesn't want to talk to you, mm-hmm. um, they, they really give you the information that you need and they do help you. It just, cause they want to look good too. They want to be heard good too. So right. that it, it was a, it was a tough process, but at the end of the day, we got everything that we needed to get. Yeah. I would think that even the talent, you know, they might, even some that might typically be standoffish, I would think they would want to correct any wrong information you might have. You know? Yeah, they did. And they were, and they were totally understanding when it came to the wrong info I had because yeah. they, they understand, you know, I could go on Wikipedia right now and change everybody's information if I wanted to, because right. it's free to the world. Yep. So that was, uh, it was a, uh, it was tough, but they made it so much more easier. Well, it was, I mean, it was good that you did that, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. you can go out and trust, trust that information and then say it wrong on air. But you know, the professional thing to do is do what you did and get it all correct yes. before you go on, I guess. Exactly. So we talked about uh, Tony DeVito a little bit. You guys did have a good rapport and good chemistry on there, even though he was harassing you a lot of the show, I noticed. <laughs> but but you guys had uh, chemistry. Did you guys have a chance to prepare ahead of time? Did you call matches for practice? or? I met him for the first time 15 minutes before the show. No kidding, really. <laughs> and we went right on the air, and it was – because me and Tony – we have a lot in common. Ironically, we're both from New York. We're both Italian. So all the references that he made, I understood. Yeah. And, I, and I've been a wrestling fan, and he's been a wrestler. So everything worked out perfect. We meshed great together. And uh, he's such a... Uh, he's such a... He, he got under my nerves, but he's such <laughs> a great guy. Yeah. Well, well good, yeah. I now, are you are you both going to be back for No Remorse? Is that the plan? Yes, yes. Me and Tony will be back together. We'll be a, a TNT. There you go, TNT. Yeah, and and I would imagine that your chemistry was good from the start, and as you continue, it's just going to get better and better. So yeah, you know, I've heard of broadcasters before getting together and you know just putting on a tape, and they would record themselves and call the action. You guys didn't have the chance to do that. That's interesting. Fifteen minutes of. Uh, Prep time. Hey, I'm Tony DeVito. I'm going to be wearing this basketball uh, jersey out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tony. He, he was his character. He, he he was who he is. Uh, you know, I remember the Baldies. He, he's, he's a great. And I was shocked when he walked out wearing that. I, I I go, what are you wearing? He's like, I didn't know how to bring a suit. So just as his character, and it was it it made it it made it perfect. Because you have me, the young new kid that's, you know, his first yep. show. I'm in the shirt and the tie and the suit. And then you have the veteran. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. And he could have worn basketball shorts and a, and a, and a guinea tee, and it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess if, it, you know, after watching that, if I ever had to get a job in broadcasting, I want the, I want the color spot because I want to not wear the suit. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, and I was hot. It was hot at ringside. Like you had all those lights on you, and, and it was. Oh, he must have been so comfortable. I was so jealous. I, I wish I could have wore a T-shirt. Yeah. Was there a moment in the show where you felt like the two of you kind of like really hit your stride? Um, you know, I, I think you probably were filling each other out a little bit in the in the Gangrel match uh, with Cahagas, but was there a point where you where you the two of you were like, okay, we've got our rhythm and and we're good to go for the rest of the show here? Once he started to bash me, uh-huh. that's when I knew we had a good rapport going on. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, and I I knew some of the things to say to that would get a response out of him, yeah. that that the fans would like to hear, and right. and it. And when we got to that point, it worked out perfectly. You know, I right. knew some things that I'm going to say. This is I knew what he was going to say before he said it. Just because the type of guy he is, where he's from, you know, he's Italian too, so his cultural background, I, I knew what he was going to say because I say the same things. Right. So you could set him up and, yeah. and, and whatnot. So um, n- not asking you to give anything away, but I'm sure – at some point during the show, something must have not gone as planned. And I'm, I'm just wondering from, from your perspective, sitting there in the booth, like, what do you do in those moments? Are you prepared for that kind of thing? And you've got strategies to deal with that? Or, you know, what do you do to be able to push the show forward in, that, in those moments? Uh, yeah, there's always going to be bumps on, on the way and you're never prepared for them. You, 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 it's physically impossible, no matter what you do. If you do wrestling or baseball or basketball, and there was stuff that did not go according to plan, but it, it, we, you have to improvise. And uh, because we don't know everything that's gonna happen. We did not know everything that was gonna happen, which, right. which gave a better reaction. Like when Logan Creed came out, we had no idea. Really? And that was a shock. Did you know he was there? I knew he was there, but okay. I didn't know what was going to happen with him. Okay. Um, I thought it was something totally different was going to happen. And then when I saw him walk out, I was like, whoa, he's in this match. And and I was prepared for him because I did know he was going to be in attendance, but I mm-hmm. didn't know in what aspect. Right. So, yeah, moments like that, you have to improvise on the fly. Right. He's such a big guy. I mean, I've, I've seen oh. him on TV um, with MLW. Um, yeah. And, I mean, he's he's a massive human. And I guess on this show, he looked, I mean, he looked the part. I mean, he, he came out as this, you know, the mystery partner type of role. Yeah, he, he was like, a giant. Just like Frankie announced him as, he, he was a giant, a monster. Right. And he walks out there standing next to the modern day sharpshooters and he looks even bigger. <laughs> uh, yeah, even the House of Pain and the House of Pain, they're two big boys and yes. and he just towered over them and, and then some of the moves he was doing, jumping out of the ring and it was just you don't see that from a six foot eight guy. You really don't. No, no. Yeah. That was a that was a cool moment that got me up out of my chair as well when I saw him walk out. That was that was fun. Um, I wanted to ask you about the the CCW matches on the card. That's Coastal Championship Wrestling. Does the North American Wrestling Alliance have a longer term partnership with them, or is it a kind of a one and done sort of thing since they're in Florida? Or don't you know? Uh, that I'm not a hundred percent positive on. I do know that Roma Luchadora is their women's champion, right? 
And yep. now she's our women's champion. And um, I don't know if you saw after the match, it was a promo cut by uh, Marina Tucker that was shown mm-hmm. on the board. Well, Roma Luchadora beat her for the CCW Women's Championship about three weeks ago. So oh, really? that's yes. The... Okay. So they know each other very well. They they fought each other um, a couple of times, which which brings it to the CCW. The CCW guys were absolutely fantastic. Right. Absolutely fantastic, and and uh, Bill Afonso was there, Fonzie, which was which is great to see for everybody. So I'm not sure what the relationship is, but if we take what happened with Roma Luchadora and Marina Tucker into consideration, it could possibly be a, a little long-term relationship. Um, I won't know until I get gotcha. until we get settled back in, and probably after the holidays. Well, I'm I'm new to Florida myself. I used to live up in Maryland, and then you all kind of turned me on to to CC Dub because I was not really aware of the independent scene down here too well. We know the pandemic and stuff, a lot of stuff's been shut down, but um, they've got a show on January 9th that it's about 30 minutes from me. So guess what? I'm headed, <laughs> headed up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and your and your champion, Roma Luchadora, is, is advertised on the poster. Yeah. So I'll get to see her again. Um, and in regards to that, you know, unfortunately, one of the key talents on Jingle Brawl was uh, unable to compete. And of course, I'm talking about Stormy Lee, uh, horrific injuries from a ferret racing activity, you know, accident. So I just, I'm just wondering, did you get any clarification after the event? Like, what it, what possibly could happen in a ferret race? Like, put her in I, such a I had position. no idea. <laughs> I I didn't even ask. I didn't know she was even hurt in a ferret <laughs> racing accident. So she came out in a in a rolling chair with Sean Davis, and Sean is an amazing guy. I, he just I don't know. You could see a little bit of Bobby Heenan in him. Sure. The, the way he spoke and the way he dressed, and I had no idea. So when she came out in the, in the chair, I was like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, and I what I thought was when he when Sean started speaking, the line of the line from Tony DeVito, "What is that noise?" Exactly, <laughs> and I was shocked too. I was, and it sounded like a ferret. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's your ferret accent right there. Um, so now that you're, uh, you know, now that you're a wildly successful pro wrestling commentator, uh, what goals <laughs> do you have for yourself in 2021? Um, it, it, master my craft. It was, it, I, I'm hard on myself. I watched the show back, and there was mistakes. There was a lot of mistakes, and I, I admit to that. Uh, moves wise, you know, I'm with Tony DeVito. He was in the business. Sure. He knows every move. What's it called? Me, I'm not at that point yet. Because everything they do is different. Yeah. Uh, you got a, you got a couple of jabs and punches and forearm strikes. Yeah, that's all well and good. But the springboard leaps, what's the difference between a somersault and a moonsault? And yeah. a, so it's just, it's a lot of prep. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, you know, there's, there's about 37 different variations of a headlock. You know, Exactly, headlock, headlock you know, and a headlock and a chin lock look exactly the same. Yeah. So I say, oh, there's a headlock, and he's like, no, it's a chin lock. So yeah. I, it's it's hard to um. But it worked for your be- rapport, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it. You guys were already in that sort of like, um, you know, bashing. Not you weren't really so much bashing back, but he was he was bashing you. So it kind of left it open for that kind of thing. It, it was yeah. natural, and it came across natural. So, um. Well, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the show, and 
Um, I was there live, and like I said, the the Logan Creed thing was was really cool. Um, the dedications to to Hercules and uh, and Brody were were great. So um, if you, if people didn't catch it, uh, I actually rewatched the show last night and this this morning, half last night, half this morning, and um, it was fun to watch live, and it was good on the uh, good on Fight TV too. So people should check that out. Um, during the show, I think it was announced that that there's going to be some sort of weekly programming on Fight. Uh, that yes, that's still in the works right now. It's okay. not a hundred percent confirmed at the moment. I would say it's pretty it's pretty close to it. Um, if it is a hundred percent confirmed, then I don't know yet. Sure. Um, but I do know if it would happen, it would be on Thursdays. Okay. And uh, it would not start till after the new year. Okay. It would be like Thursday night fight on is Fight it, TV, so it would be pretty cool. Yeah. Is the is the idea to do uh, wrestling content, or is it more like interviews or clips and stuff like that? Or? Down the road, it would we would like to be able to put up a weekly show. Okay. Do a weekly show. At the moment now, again, everything with COVID still is making sure. everything so much harder than it has yeah. to be. But I feel like uh, we we have matches. We could show highlights of matches. Uh, we have interviews that were not that we we conducted that weren't even seen yet. Yep. So we'll be able to do that promos. It'll be like a highlight show. Okay. Okay. Um, we saw a whole bunch of angles set up during the show. Um, you know, the continuation of Danny Inferno and Micah Taylor, uh, Roma versus. Uh, Marina, Stormy Lee, and Lindsay Snow, even uh, Chase Stevens and Storm Thomas, modern day sharpshooters and the House of Pain and the Tag Champs. All these stories are kind of like still ongoing and we're kind of, there's a hook for us. Yeah. Um, do you know when we're going to start learning about the actual card for No Remorse? Um, I, I feel like I personally, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I don't know when we're going to find out the card, but if you watch the show, and I'm a wrestling fan too, so you can kind of see stuff a mile away. Yeah. If I, as a fan, I would think that, you know, this isn't Tony T talking, this is Anthony talking. Sure. I would probably see Danny Inferno and Micah Taylor, maybe Chase Stevens versus Storm Thomas, and I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, Roma Luchador and Marina Tucker. Yeah, that uh, sounds official. That, that sounds like where they're trying to go with it and what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what we're gonna what we're gonna see, right? So when those things start getting announced, where where do you th where would you send fans to stay up to date and, and see that stuff? Well, you can follow NAWA Wrestling on Twitter mm -hmm. and um, Facebook and Instagram, and you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and we'll, and everybody you'll see it everywhere posted, and uh, we'll have all the names and. As you could see from the uh, the promo picture that we have for No Remorse, uh, it already looks like David Hart Smith is shown in there, and Gangrel. Oh, I don't have that one. I had that. One. I had this. Yeah, I had. This I think one. I have the other one. Yeah, and Marina yeah. Tucker shown in there. Roma Luchador, Cahagas, Leon the Terrible. So, if from the promo, what I have in front of me, then that's who we could expect to see. Sure, sure. Well. Um... Anything else about the show that you want to comment on? It, it was just a, it was a great show all around, and a lot of hard work was put into it. 
to make it successful. And uh, obviously there's bumps in the road, but this was this went absolutely phenomenal. Um, everybody from the referees to the ring announcer to the, to the broadcasters to the talent to audio and video, it was a fantastic job all around. Yeah, this, the the production quality I thought was really good on on fight too. I've seen plenty of independent shows where you know sounds not good and things like that. Everything everything was really clear to understand. Um, and you you guys did. You had Billy Silverman. You had David Penzer. You had some some recognizable uh, faces even outside of the outside of the wrestlers, I guess. So yeah, there were big names every everywhere you turned. There was somebody that was there that uh, Billy. Billy was there. He's a great guy. Tony Atlas, of course. Who could? Who doesn't know Tony Atlas, Mister USA? Right. He also had Bruiser Brody's wife, Barbara Goodish, was there. The the family of Hercules Hernandez. So again, there were turns everywhere. Right. It's a fun, fun show. Um, I hope people get a chance to go watch it. Um, Tony, it's time for trivia. Does the T at the end God, of your I'm name stand for trivia? <laughs> we could make it that. <laughs> let's see how you do first. <laughs> uh, let's All do right, it. Let's try it. I did good last time. You did. You did. Well, here's our scoreboard. Um, so we have the, the reoccurring hosts, and then uh, Travis is actually a reoccurring host now too, but we're, he didn't start a couple weeks in, so we're, we're lopping him in with the guest host. So your score from last time is – is in here with his so let's see if you can push him up um, up in the uh the al carl and john de conti range here okay so, um okay so you got five questions a simple majority correct will get you the w if you win you get the goldberg oscar award if you lose you get a hawkins oh. we are talking about the 2018 royal rumble how does that make you uh um, I, I'm trying to think, and I, I, I think, okay, let's try it. Okay. Okay. The first one, the first one's an arena question. So if you know your arenas, you'll be able to get the first one anyway, but the 2018 Royal Rumble took place at the Wells Fargo center in this American city. Was it a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, B Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, C Baltimore, Maryland, or D Washington, DC. A Philly, Philly. Very good. A, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right, off to a good start. The 2018 Royal Rumble event was the first to have two Royal Rumble matches. The winners were, was it A, Randy Orton and Asuka, B, Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka, C, Randy Orton and Charlotte Flair, or D, Shinsuke Nakamura and Charlotte Flair? Uh, Shinsuke and Asuka. Very good. You're two for two. Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka did win the 2018 Royal Rumbles. Uh, AJ Styles defended the WWE Championship against two men in a triple threat match. Who were the two men? Was it A, Undertaker and Kane, B, Bushwhacker Luke and Bushwhacker Butch, C, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, or D, The Miz and John Morrison? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh, man. Three for three into the backstretch. Okay. You might, you might go perfect. The pre-show featured a tag match between two teams that are no longer with WWE. What were the two teams? Was it A, Gallows and Anderson versus The Revival, B, The Revival versus Primo and Epico Cologne, 
C, The Revival versus AOP, or D, Gallows and Anderson versus The Ascension? Hardest one on the hardest one on the sheet here. I'm gonna go because they're two of the top tag teams in wrestling right now. Revival and Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, that's right, Gallows and Anderson and Revival. <laughs> when I was doing research for this trivia, I saw that. I was like, I did, but I better go back and watch that match. That's like the one that people. <laughs> That's one of the ones people really want to see right now. Yeah, right now, everybody wants to see that. Yeah. (laughs) So after Asuka won the Royal Rumble in 2018, before she could announce her opponent, this woman surprised us by coming to the ring for her debut. No multiple choice. Oh, Ronda Rousey. Very good. You went five (laughs) for five today. That's amazing. So you're going to get two things. First, we're going to start you with the Asuka. Followed up by... Perfect. 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 You're only the second person in the history of this show to get the Perfect Plex Award also. Really? <laughs> I'm shocked. I, yeah. I can't believe I got that uh, the tag team one. That was a tough one. That was, that was tough. But, you know, what attracted me to the question was exactly what you brought up. It's like, wow, those two teams fought each other on that card. So that's, that's fun. So... Um, that's pretty much pretty much our show, pretty much our interview. We're right on time at 30 minutes, so uh, let me get through a couple things here. The North American Wrestling Alliance returns to action on February 13th for No Remorse in Raleigh, North Carolina at the Dorton Arena. If you can't head to the arena, you can watch on paper, watch the pay-per-view on Fight, and we're pretty sure Marina Tucker is going to be challenging Roma Luchadora for the Women's Championship Uh Tony Capone actually kind of indicated that on some of the other podcasts that that uh, Rena Tucker was going to be challenging. So I think we're we're safe. Our show returns tomorrow with John DeConi to talk about the news of the day and pretty much whatever else we want. Um, December twenty fourth is a it's a holiday in the studio. So, uh, but we are going to pre record an episode so that we have some content to push out to people. So you will get stuff in your feed on Thursday. And you can watch me later on later on tonight on the Essential Wrestling Podcast hosted by Al Carl, where we'll talk about the week that was and make our picks for the week's matches. Uh, and that's it. Tony T, thank you so much for showing the show this morning. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, folks, no remorse, February 13th. Thanks, everybody. And we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>